Hello, everybody, and welcome to Take 30 Podcast. I am Miracle Evans, and I will be your host for today. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the last podcast of the semester, and I am excited and happy that I'm able to deliver this news to you today. We're going to talk about summer. Summer is coming up. Summer rings about working out more, trying to get your summer body ready, because I'm trying to get my summer body ready. I don't know about anyone else. We have the Boys and Girls Club. We're going to have a story about pet vaccinations. We're going to have a story about honeybees, because in the summertime, all the insects come out. I mean, they just hide all year for some reason, and they just want to pop out like they on the red carpet through the whole summer. All right, so our first story that we're going to get into is the new paid parking in the district. I've been able to park for free this whole time, and, like, why should I have to start paying now? If you're parking in downtown Starkville, don't forget to pay up. As of March 15, 2022, a new pay-to-park system called Park Mobile is being enforced along University Drive. This change has ruffled some feathers from students and Starkville citizens alike. I don't know when they did them, but I remember I saw it and I was like, I had no clue what it was. It didn't like really let me know that it was for parking, that it was required. I was kind of just confused about what it all was about too. Starkville local Dr. Shanna Lee even took to submitting an article to the Starkville Daily News on the matter, voicing her suggestions on the unclear signage. Lee writes, if the sign clearly stated pay to park, I would have done so. When I see the sign, I see a black top with white numbers, then green and different writing under it. Since the release of the article, many have rushed to express disapproval for the new system. I spoke with Mayor Lentz Rule to talk about the reasons Park Mobile was introduced to the city of Starkville. We've got businesses in the Cotton District area in particular where some of the students would park all day long and then I guess they either caught the smart bus or they, they um, walked to campus and did not have to pay for parking on campus, therefore leaving our restaurants, such as Ben 612 and Bulldog Burger and Boartown Pizza, for example, with no local parking opportunities um, in that area. In light of recent backlash, the city has temporarily lifted enforcement to allow more time to familiarize citizens with the new policy. So we're just trying to, to get more, more of the word out. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's just a matter of having to pay attention to what's going on around you. Outside of the suspension, parking is $1 per hour with the first 15 minutes free. Payment is required from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. throughout the week and is lifted on weekends and holidays. For Take 30 News, I'm Hope Lee. What's up, everybody? We got Hope on the interview today. She's going to talk about her experience with interviewing people, how she came with the story, and additional information. We get the exclusive today. So, yeah. Say hey. Uh, hi. <laughs> Happy to be here. Yes. So, how did you come across the story? Um, I came across it by seeing a post on Facebook, actually, from a community member, Dr. Shanna Lee. She posted an excerpt, well, the whole article she submitted to the Starkville Daily News, um, about her experience with Park Mobile in the district. She had an incident where 
she was not aware about the system and caught somebody ticketing her for it. So she went and spoke to, you know, the ticketing officer and then City Hall and then had a bad sort of encounter with Marilyn Spruill um, and was just urging for readers to, you know, speak out about their experience with it and everything. So I talked to some more people, um, students, um, non-students, just about their experience. And from what I've been hearing, a lot of people don't like it. Um, so I decided to give Mayor Lynn Spruill a call and ask her, what are they doing about it? Or is the city aware of like all the things, all the issues people are taking with it? Yeah. And are they doing anything about it? Mm-hmm. What's the system like? So it's a mobile app on your phone. Mm-hmm. So it runs from uh, like the Cotton District area only of uh, Main Street. So it's really just there on University Drive and the... Um, streets um, spreading out from it but um, for any parallel spots from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. you have to um, like pay on your phone on the app um, like a dollar an hour first 15 minutes is free mm-hmm. but every hour that you're there, there you have to pay an, um, pay a dollar mm-hmm. and you can update it as you're there you know with the app on your phone if you decide to stay longer you can do that but I believe that you can't stay leave your car in one space for longer than four hours um so mm-hmm. so what's some of the complaints that you got from others that you didn't necessarily include like in a package um so uh, in my package I, someone mentioned the sign is just not being clear and all that but other people were saying not only was it not clear, but the signage in some spaces are more spread out. So you could park your car somewhere and the nearest sign isn't past several structures and down the street and you really have to look for them. Other things were like, why should I have to download another app on my phone? And especially for students at Mississippi State, there yeah. are a bajillion apps that oh, we have yeah. to have for everything. And that's Ooh, annoying. Down. Yes. So it's just another thing to keep up with. Um, it was an inconvenience in the way that it was brought. Nobody knew about it. Mm. So I don't think that the city of Starkville did a great job advertising that. And a lot right. of people don't as well. And so they just wanted to know about it. And that could have been communicated a lot better. And I think that's what people's main issues about it yeah, are. like how are you gonna bring in a new system and not tell the people about the system and yeah. then I get a ticket because right yeah miscommunication and that's what the mayor was saying you know like we went to different outlets and you know advertised it on our you know social media and uh, um, on our website but I mean those are places most people don't go to look like right. citizens of Starkville while the being the most dutiful or whatever are not just frequently visiting the yeah. city of website to like see what's going on I mean like it's just not, um, you know, effective, effective enough. Right. Yeah, there are definitely other ways if you wanted to tell everybody about that. I mean, like, yeah. just put up signage. Or, I mean, the biggest thing is, like, the signs themselves, like, they don't really say pay to park anywhere. Like, that's what the complaint was there. Yeah. These big signs, and they just have numbers on them. And so if you don't, if you're not familiar with them, then you don't, like, know what yeah. it is. So. Of course. So. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They could have, like, sent something in the um, mail. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people look at their mail more so than yeah. like checking the website. But all right, hope thank you for your time today course, and for the exclusive. Me. Yeah, many times. For all of my parents out there who loves the summer but have to find somewhere for their children to go because work doesn't stop in the summer, and I am realizing that the more I get closer to graduation that summer doesn't mean anything for (laughs) grown-ups unfortunately 
All right, so we have this next story about the Boys and Girls Club at West Point. Let's take a listen. The Boys and Girls Club of West Point is kicking off its summer program June 1st, where daily events will be offered to area kids. We do have fun in the summertime. Um, we take a field trip every Friday. We go to different places such as High Heaven. Our hours are long. We, we pretty much do all day, 7.30 to 5.30. Um, we serve them breakfast, lunch, and a snack. The Boys and Girls Club of America is a nonprofit organization with campuses nationwide, including multiple in the Golden Triangle area. As a nonprofit organization, the Boys and Girls Club is looking for both donations and volunteers for the summer. The club can always use people to come in, not just to, you know, donate money, but to donate their time. They can come and help do the doors. We decorate doors. They can come in and help us do um, spring cleaning. Um, they can come in and help us do yard work, gardening. Children in this program get the chance to learn healthy living habits, get homework help, learn to do taxes while still enjoying summer break. Kids are a joy to work with. And we do a lot of different things up here. It's not only just, you know, homework, school work. We do a lot of different activities up here. And I just think that anytime, you know, you have the patience to deal with kids and do what you like with kids, that you should. Registration is available for students in West Point from grades K through 12. For Take 30 News, I'm Garner Montgomery. We have Gardner here to talk about his story he did with the Boys and Girls Club. It's in Starford, right? Uh, actually, this story was covered in West Point. So um, there is, there are um, locations uh, for the Boys and Girls Club mm -hmm. in Starkville and Columbus. Mm -hmm. um, but this West one in West Point is located at uh, Central School in the middle of the city. So what drew you to the story? Um, well, this is a story that was like kind of assigned to me by Miss Bailey because uh, West Point's pretty... Uh, a uh, tough area for a student like me to get find um, any uh, great news stories, but uh, I ended up uh, finding a gem here because this uh, story was a lot of fun to do. Mm -hmm. uh, I got to hang out with a bunch of kids, and uh, and they just kind of stared at me while I was like uh, shooting them. Uh, but it was uh, it was really fun though, yeah. and uh, uh, people who were working there were very very helpful and uh, were really really nice. So when you interviewed the children, how was that? Because like you say, you didn't include that. Uh, yeah, so it didn't make the cut because, I mean, the interviews weren't great and I couldn't get much <laughs> great sound bites from yeah. them. But I did interview a couple, a couple kids and I did get some insight from them. Yeah. Like uh, one of the kids, uh, Jay, he was uh, told me that they uh, actually like learned how to do their taxes in the Boys and Girls Club, really? which is more than I can say. <laughs> Like I, I, still I, don't I, don't, know. I, I don't know how to do my taxes. <laughs> exactly. So the fact that these kids are learning means yeah. uh, they're actually getting some really uh, uh, real benefit. And uh, mm -hmm. they, um, whenever I uh, came in, they were doing a healthy habits like program where they were mm -hmm. just doing exercises. And there's this like little kid who's like, kind of chunky, uh, and he was like super excited. He could not yeah. do a jumping jack to save his life, but he was effort. so uh, enthusiastic. And there's one point where. He was just staring at me while I was filming. Mm. So I just zoomed in on him and like <laughs> caught him like doing his jumping jacks, which weren't really jumping jacks. And yeah. then like, like kind of hunching his shoulders and mm. uh, just jumping up and down. Yeah. Um, and that almost made my video, but like <laughs> I, I, I had to cut it. But it was uh, um, towards the end, you kind of get a look at it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it had to be fun uh, mm -hmm. interviewing or just being around children because they're so unpredictable. Yeah, so you that's what know. that's like kind of the common thread uh, yeah. between uh, any of the uh, 
adults I interviewed, they all said like, okay, these kids are spontaneous. They're absolutely <laughs> wild. Yeah. Uh, but it takes um, a lot of patience. It does take a lot of patience. For I, sure. I'm, that's uh, what one person said like verbatim. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a very, very gratifying experience to volunteer. So if anyone um, wants to volunteer, mm-hmm. um, uh, links in their website, you can look it up at www.bgc goldentry.org look it up yeah yeah I just, I, I just want to flex so i can remember it mm, yeah i've um worked with children mm-hmm. once and that was it it was the summer i think of 2019 i think it was during covid i no, it wasn't during covid it was the year before covid but anyways mm-hmm. i got strep throat and tonsillitis within the same two months that i worked there with the, the children and yeah they're yeah oh yeah i i I would do that kind of stuff with my church a lot Mm -hmm. and it is really really fun to work with kids yeah um and definitely it's a great opportunity for anyone who's looking for anything to do in the summer or if you're an adult who has young children Mm -hmm. uh in the golden triangle area um that um wants to give their kids an opportunity to learn a lot um has something fun to do over the summer break they do Mm -hmm. a bunch of events and a bunch of field trips Mm -hmm. Uh, local um, businesses in the area like will help out like the, like even the police department fire department yeah. um, they'll host events uh, things like that the library will have events and stuff like that yeah so, so don't let my bad experience taunt you <laughs> uh, volunteer for children but one thing you mentioned about the life lessons like the the taxes now that's mm-hmm. crazy yeah. um, I think a lot of schools should incorporate more of life stuff that you mm-hmm. have to do versus taking the test and reading um, but I think it's good that they're including that because they need to learn how to budget, how to manage money, how to all of that. I think that's yeah, because God, God knows we need it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because we learn when we fail, <laughs> we learn when we fail afterwards, like yeah. once we get into it. But anything else you want to add? I think that's pretty much everything. I was really enjoyed uh, covering the story. So, thank you, Miracle, for uh, let, giving me the opportunity to talk about it. Thank you, at least for my dog summer is their favorite season at least for my dog i have a cancor so he's really big i talk about that later on in the interview with the molly but for some reason he just loves the summer maybe because of the cold cold water we give him throughout the day because we have to keep him hydrated of course up next we're going to talk about pet vaccinations in starkville They hosted free vaccinations for pets, but I'm not going to give you all the details because we're going to hear about that right now. I think it's really cool they put this event on. It gets kind of expensive uh, having a dog and being in college at the same time, so it's really nice that they do this for free. Sweet Paws Rescue, a nonprofit animal rescue, put on an event for pets to get their vaccinations for free. Leah Gray, a member of Sweet Paws Rescue, tells us why it's so important to get our pets vaccinated. To protect the community, but most likely to, I mean, most importantly, protect the pets. There's so many diseases that are prevalent here. This is something we could do to cut down on. I just had five puppies die from Carbo, so I'm trying to stomp it out. By getting our furry friends vaccinated, we're not only protecting them, but we're protecting ourselves. We just wanted to get our dog vaccinated for her sake and also our own because there's so many diseases that come from dogs, so we're just trying to keep everyone safe. Approximately 59,000 people worldwide die each year from rabies, but with the help of widespread vaccination, fewer pets will be infected and fewer humans will be exposed. Luckily, places like Sweet Paws are trying to make the pop-up clinic an annual event. We hope so. This is made possible by a grant from Petco, so we hope to do it and even more things. 
For more information about getting your pets vaccinated, you can talk to a veterinarian or go to ASPCA.com. In Columbus, Mississippi, for Take 30 News, I'm Molly McGuire. Hi everybody, I have Molly with me during an interview on her story. Hey everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so what made you want to do the pet vaccines or how did it come about? Um, so I had to do a story that was taken taking place in Columbus. So I didn't really have any ideas, but someone sent in our group me that graphic of like the pet vaccine. So I was like, oh, that would be so cool. Like I love animals. And one of my really good friends, he has a dog, like, and they're my neighbors. So I sometimes I'll, like, walk his dog. So it's kind of like I'm my own dog. But um, I just without thought it would be... Your own dog without the responsibility. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So I just did that because it sounded really fun. And I just, I love animals. And I think it was a really good cause, like, just helping people in general. Because vaccines can be, like, so expensive for dogs. So... Um, was there a price difference when you went, like... For the event? Yeah, it was free. Like, completely free. Yeah. Which is so really, really cool. Oh, well. Yeah, it was so dog walked by, I wonder if they would have gave That's what I was wondering. (laughs) Or, like, if they were going to bring... Because it was put on by this rescue. So, Mm -hmm. I didn't know if they would, like, bring the dogs that they've rescued. I don't know. But it was a lot of fun. That's cool. Um, Did you pet any dogs? I did. I pet a lot of dogs. Not a lot. Maybe four. You're not scared (laughs) at all? Uh-uh. Wow. Are you? Hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm doing the podcast. <laughs> I your shoes are tight. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll just cut all that out. Yeah. Is it so and I'll just, I'll just wait for him to leave. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Lock the door. Eat. Yeah, no, I'm not afraid of dogs. I have a dog. My dad has a dog, mm-hmm. so I guess it is a dog, but my dog. Um, It's a cane corso, so he's, like, oh, really, really, really yeah. big. When he stands up, he's on my shoulder. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh. His back leg is actually almost broken, and no. it costs so much to take care of dogs. Like, no, it really is. It is ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. I have two dogs, like, at home um, mm-hmm. in Pensacola, and there's just stuff wrong with them, like, left and right. My mom's always taking them to the, them to the vet and, like, you need a the home vet home. bill. It's, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. they are expensive. I love them, but dang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whole go, go fund me. Yeah. My pet. Because I was going to do that because I didn't want him to walk around limping for yeah. the rest of his life. Like, that's miserable. So sad. Yeah. Yeah, that's sad. So, thank you, Molly. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me. Last but not least, we are going to end on a sweet note with the story, Honeybee. Dre brings us the details. Bees are extremely important to our ecosystem. They make the honey we eat and they help produce most of the food we eat. If bees are to go extinct, surely the rest of the world will follow. That is why we must make sure to keep them alive and thriving. And Mississippi State is doing their part at the newly constructed apiary. What's an apiary, you may ask? A place where beekeepers keep bees here at the Clay Lyle Entomology Department. Mississippi State has always had bees at the entomology complex, but not in this capacity. Priya Chakrabarty Basu is the primary teacher for beekeeping classes at the entomology department. 
who, all of us together, we are this big B group here who are working together trying to uh, not only conduct research but also reach out to the community in how to best mitigate different stressors affecting bees. The apiary will also allow MSU to make its own honey. For grad student Yurita Agami, the apiary is a perfect fit for the MSU community. I think doing this in Mississippi is a great thing because Mississippi is known to be a place for farmers. The 768 square foot permanent fixture with at least 12 hives will give people a place to observe bees in a safe environment. Inside, guests treated themselves to various bee things, snacks, and refreshment. With our final interview, we have Dre. Say hi, Dre. What's up, y'all? What's up? Yeah, so what made you do the bees story? How did they come across you? Um, I actually was going to do your story, but... Oh, I ended up missing that Which was that the, one. the trivia, right? Yeah, it was mm. the trivia night. And so I was going to like plan for it, but you know, finals week and all that. No, completely missed and forgot about it. And I was like, dang, I don't know what I'm going to do. And like, Yami, she had just like hit me up a little bit after that. I was like, okay, great. And then it fit into my schedule because it was yesterday. Right. And so, yeah, she helped me do all the things, help me, introduce me to the people and tell me about just the whole event because she works there as a student worker. But mm. yeah. Cool. So I know they talk about the bees. What What's so important about the bees? I mean, they come in the summer, <clears throat> they're mad annoying, at least for me, I don't like bugs. So why are they important? Well, we all like honey. And, that um, is true. Honey is very good. <laughs> honey has very good healing properties, you know. Yeah. But also bees help fertilize and pollinate most of the crops that create a lot of the fruits and vegetables that we eat now. Mm -hmm. So, like, they're really vital to our ecosystem. Yeah. If we don't have bees, then... I don't know where we're gonna be at because they go. I know what they'll do. They'll probably make a, a artificial bee. Yeah, probably. <laughs> they'll try to use something to take the place of it. Everything is just gonna be plastic. Yeah. yeah, I I will hope not. So we're gonna save the bees, and that's what Starkville did or is trying to do. It's contributing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Is there anything that we can do individually? You think or? Um, just go take a visit to your local um, apiary, but um, just see a beekeeper. Mississippi is known to have a lot of them mm. because um, just a lot of farmers are here down here just, you know. Yeah, crops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but literally, take a visit to the, the, the Clay Lyle mm. Entomology Center on campus at MSU. Yeah, I'm, I don't know if you know about the story. But it was this video of this guy that dropped off a whole bunch of boxes in the middle of the, the highway. He dropped off a whole bunch of boxes. Yeah. And so this lady was recording him. And the lady went up to the boxes. After he left or whatever, she went up to the boxes. And it was a whole bunch of bees. I feel like I... Kind of heard of a little bit yeah it was like a whole bunch of bees inside of the boxes and this man just dropped it off in the middle of the highway yeah. that's crazy the way they treat our bees man like, yeah if only we knew how very important they are to like our food yeah. <laughs> that we eat but thank you Drake, for coming on and giving us insight into the little insects that i don't really like but we all need yes thank you for having me
that concludes our podcast for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And once again, my name is Miracle Evans. You guys have a wonderful day.